Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Strike Opposed Photo Booths podcast. This is Jim, the tech manager, coming to you from the secret location under the train station. This week, we are going to talk about lighting. This is a request that came in from Johnny at Picture Perfect Photo Booth in Union City, New Jersey. So thank you for that. Thought it would be a good follow-up to our three-part series that we concluded last week on the different types of events, uh, indoor and outdoor, uh, doing the canopy and the open booth. Before we get going, let me just remind everybody again that if you have a suggestion or a request, uh, go ahead and send us a note at podcast at sappb.com and let us know what you want to hear about, uh, what you're thinking, share some success stories. Love to hear those. All right, so let's get going on lighting. Lighting is probably the single most important aspect of running the booth. And as we've gone over in a number of uh, previous episodes, lighting works in conjunction with the camera settings. When you get your booth, uh, if you're a new customer, the camera is already set up to run in a canopy environment. And the canopy lighting setup is uh, the simplest of all of them. You basically have your four bulbs in your light fixture that hangs in the upper left inside the canopy. And we have a white umbrella that fits into that fixture uh, to diffuse the light, which spreads it out, gives it a bit more of an even tone for uh, the people in the booth. The camera settings, the shutter and the aperture and the ISO are all set for that type of lighting. And we call that consistent or continuous or persistent lighting, which basically means we have a light source that doesn't change and it's always on. Now, when everything is working, that kind of lighting setup is fantastic, especially for the canopy. But on occasion, you may run into some issues. Now, as we talked about in uh, previous episodes, especially doing a canopy outdoors, sunlight can bleed in and change the lighting dynamic in the canopy So the uh, preset settings for the camera have to be modified to account for that change in light. Now, going the other direction, if you're running your booth and say you lose a light bulb, either you drop it at the beginning or at some point during the night uh, a bulb gives out, now our lighting situation has changed. This is where it's important to know and understand your camera settings and how they work in conjunction with one another. Uh, As we've talked about, Your AV setting is your aperture, your TV setting is your shutter speed, and your ISO is the light sensitivity of the sensor. So, for example, starting out, we have an AV of 5.6, we have a TV of 1 over 125, and we have an ISO setting of 3200. Now, these three settings work together to work with the lighting, the four bulbs in the canopy. Like I said, it gives the right exposure. So if you were to lose a bulb, now we have things that are darker. And what you need to do is understand where to make your adjustments. So when you lose a bulb, or even two bulbs for that matter, you're going to want to make adjustments in the camera to accommodate for that change in lighting. So we start with the shutter speed. The shutter speed is essentially the amount of time that the shutter is open. And they're they're fractions of a second. So when we see 1 over 125, that is one 125th of a second, pretty fast. When you want to make the picture brighter using the shutter, you move those ratios down. So if you were to go from 1 over 125 to 1 over 100, the picture is going to be slightly brighter. 
Now, if you were to lose a bulb or two bulbs even, uh, that one adjustment is not going to be enough. So you're going to want to keep it at 1 over 100. You don't want to go lower than that, as we talked about before. You'll get something called motion blur. And that is the shutters open long enough that if somebody moves, the cameras are going to record that motion and they're going to be out of focus. So the next step in dealing with that kind of dramatic lighting change is to work with the AV setting. Now the AV, the aperture, that is your focal range. And at 5.6, that works perfectly for the canopy. Uh, even uh, in an open booth situation, it gives a depth of focus, meaning that when the subject is in focus, anyone standing behind them or in front of them will also be in focus. And we may have to change that. So if we were to take that AV setting and move it from 5.6 down to 5.0, we're going to let more light in through the aperture. And that in conjunction with, say, changing the shutter to 1 over 100, that can increase the brightness of the photo and that can make up for the loss of a light bulb. You may have to keep experimenting. You may need to go down to 4.6 uh, for the AV setting. But again, it really is important to understand the camera settings in order to work with changing light. And these are things that we've, we've gone over in previous episodes. So hopefully you can go back and listen to those, uh, practice on it, because really there's just no substitute for practicing and getting used to when you change this setting, this is what happens uh, in terms of getting it brighter, getting it darker, and really just understanding the, how those three work together. Now, our open booth setup also uses continuous lighting. It uses the three lights, uh, the light bulbs, with uh, two with an umbrella that is white, and the third with the black umbrella with the silver reflector inside. Now, as we talked about previously, continuous light, particularly in an open booth, is subject to external influence. So again, if you're outside, sunlight can make a big difference. And uh, if you're inside uh, doing uh, an open booth, the ambient lighting can also have an impact on your uh, pictures. And this, again, is where you really need to understand how the camera works uh, with lighting in conjunction with those three settings, aperture, shutter, and ISO. Now, in addition to those three elements, we're going to introduce a fourth element that's important uh, for canopy and open booth. When there's a lighting change, you want to be aware of the white balance. The white balance is a digital replacement for colored filters. Back in the old days, us photographers, when we had some weird lighting situation, we would have colored glass filters, so tinted glass, that we would screw onto the front of the lens to offset the light that's coming into the camera. These days we don't need to do that. We have the white balance setting. Now again, the camera is set for canopy use when you get it. So a, the white balance is set to cloudy. And the reason for that is the fluorescent lights in the booth, and those are compact fluorescent lights, they have sort of a blue cast on the color temperature scale. They're at about 5,500. Uh, what we call 5500 degrees kelvin so it's a cool color it gives us some blue hue to things and it can throw everything off so if i were to wear a white shirt into the canopy without a white balance setting to offset that my shirt's going to look a little bluish now the cloudy setting what it does is it adds a little bit of red to the picture and that mixes with the blue and it kind of cancels it out so it's very mathematic in its uh, calculations but it does correct the color and give you the best color saturation possible for the light that you're using. 
Now, one of the nice things in using a continuous light setup is once you have everything balanced out, you have your exposure and uh, for the aperture, for the shutter and the ISO, you work with your white balance. Once you have that in place, generally you don't need to change it. Now, again, the exception being if you're doing an out open booth outdoors and the light's going to be changing from the sunlight, depending on the time of day, you may have to stay on top of all of those settings as we talked about previously. But essentially, in most other cases, once you have that set, you don't need to go back and worry about it. Now, the important thing to realize is with white balance, you it's not just for the color of light that's coming in. It's also when light changes. So if your bulb goes out, say you're doing a canopy and the bulb goes out, you can adjust your shutter and aperture and get back that brightness. And that's great. And even though all of the bulbs have the same color temperature, 5,500 degrees Kelvin, the absence of light can alter that slightly so that when you do get the exposure back up to where you have a nice bright picture, you may very well have the colors seeming a little off. And again, that's where you're going to need to understand the white balance and make a change to that to accommodate for that. Now, really, the only way to understand white balance is to play with it. And that means sitting in your booth, uh, setting it up, taking some pictures, running a few sessions, and then going into the camera tab and changing the white balance setting from cloudy to whatever else is on the list. Go ahead and just go down the list, each one, and cover them all. That way you can see how those filters change the picture. Some of them will make it more yellowish. Some of them will make it all greenish. Some may make it more red, some blue. And taking note of these as you go through them is really going to help you with understanding what white balance situation uh, setting is going to work in what situation. Now, to make things a little bit easier, the white balance settings are essentially named after the what kind of lighting that they're to be used with. So we have a tungsten setting, we have a fluorescent setting, uh, an incandescent setting, uh, daytime, flash, and so on. There are going to be some instances where that particular setting isn't quite right for the situation. For example, in the canopy, we have the cloudy setting. Now, one would think if you're using compact fluorescent lights, maybe you should set it to fluorescent. Well, that typical or that particular, excuse me, setting for fluorescent is really for the overhead kind. And that's a whole different type of light emission than the compact fluorescence that we're using in the canopy. Plus the light is also going through that white umbrella. Uh, so it's going through a diffusion filter and that changes the color temperature a little bit in terms of how the camera perceives it. So in that instance, we use cloudy because it's a little bit more accurate color correction than the fluorescent setting would be. And this is the kind of thing that you're going to figure out as you work with the booth, as you practice with it, as you go through and change these settings. It's a form of training. Uh, you're doing it yourself and it's going to familiarize you with the entire environment. Because really, when there's a change in lighting that's out of the norm, you need to be able to be on top of that because lighting, again, is everything. All of the software features, the hardware features, no matter what camera you're using, no matter how long you've been at photography, no matter what you're doing with it, if you don't have the proper lighting for what it is that you're shooting, you're just not going to get good pictures. And one of the things with a photo booth is you just, you really want those good pictures. Now, in the old days, photographers had to play a guessing game in terms of, okay, what's the exposure going to be? And they would take some test shots. 
see how those look and apply those lessons later on. Because with film, you just, you don't get to see what's going on right now. So they would take some shots in a particular situation. They would go develop their film and see how it looks and think next time, okay, I'm going to try this a little differently, maybe modify that. With digital, you are not bound to do that. You can take as many shots as you want, see how it looks, and basically play the guessing game till you land on that right combination, You know, which is fine. But I think the better thing to do is to familiarize yourself with a particular tool that will come in really handy should you have a lighting situation in terms of exposure issues. This tool is basically, it's just a light meter, and you can get a physical light meter. You can find those on any of the photography sites, uh, B&H, uh, Ritz, Adorama.com, all those things. But essentially what those are doing is they're replicating the process of what the camera does. The cameras have built-in light sensors, and they work on what's called reflective light. This is the light that is bouncing off of the subject towards the camera, the problem with using the camera in the booth is that it's in the booth. So a number of the sensors are uh, obscured. And even as it reads light through the lens, that light changes once it passes through that opening slightly. So the camera's not going to always get the right information in terms of exposure. So it's always good to have an external meter. Now, the great thing about reflective light meters, your, your uh, cell phone has this on it as well, your smartphone. So uh, iPhones, Android phones. They all have built-in reflective light meters. You can go to the app store for your particular phone and find a number of light meters available uh, for download. Some are free, some are uh, like $199, $299. And essentially what they do is they turn your phone into a light meter so that you can punch in the settings that you're using and take a reading and it will tell you what you need to change. So for example... If I'm working in a canopy and I have my exposure at, or my ISO at 3200, I'm going to dial that into my little light meter app. And I want to keep my shutter speed at 1 over 125. I don't want to slow it down too much because I don't want people to look blurry. So I'm going to push that in and then I'm going to take a reading and it will tell me what my aperture setting needs to be, my AV setting. It might say I need to go down to 4.0. Well, that's fine. Now, I don't have any guesswork. I can just go right to the camera tab. I can change that setting from 5.6 to 4.0 in the AV, and I'm ready to go. So I would highly recommend checking out light metering apps for your phone and uh, get used to working with those. They're not complicated. It's just a matter of understanding where the settings are in each app. Um, you'd have to punch it in or you can dial it with a little digital dial. These are also going to be really important if you decide to change your lighting. So if you decide you're doing a lot of open booths, and we've talked about this before, and you want to go to using a flash instead of a continuous light setup, you're going to want to have an actual light meter uh, available to you that will work with a flash. So not your phone, but you get an actual light meter unit, and you can plug the flash cord into it or use it to read the flash, and it will tell you the appropriate settings based on how you have the flash set for its intensity on what you need to do in the camera in terms of your ISO, your shutter, and your aperture settings. This can be invaluable so that you're not messing around, uh, particularly if you go from open booth to canopy or indoors to outdoors. You know, while you're working on getting distances and everything set up, that's really important. Once you have them initially, then certainly you don't have to change those or those will stay the same if you have the same kind of setup. But there is always the potential that 
things are going to change for whatever reason. Uh, if you have a flash unit that's losing its power uh, or if its bulb goes out and you have to convert to natural light or a continuous lighting setup because you don't have a spare bulb, these light meters are going to be fantastic tools in your arsenal to overcome these little obstacles and guarantee you a successful session. Now that covers the exposure part. When we get back to the white balance portion of it, there really isn't a tool to get an accurate reading on what the color temperature is and what you're going to need to do to offset that. And that's just going to come from you practicing and understanding, oh yeah, this is a little more red. So I remember these two settings add a little bit of a blue to the picture. I'm going to try this one, do a test. Nope. Try the next one. That's the one that looks better. Then that's the one you go with. And like I said, there's really just no way to tackle that other than to just grab it with both hands and play with it. Now, one thing that does keep coming up is the lighting setup for the open booth. So I'm going to run through that real quick. With your open booth kit, what you do is you have your backdrop at 10 feet from the camera. You have your two lights with the white umbrellas nine feet from the camera. So they're a foot away from the backdrop. Outer curved part of the umbrella is facing the backdrop, and you want each light shining on, on a little more than half of the backdrop so it's nice and well lit. Your subjects will stand at about seven feet. And then that third light, the black umbrella with the silver reflector, you scoot that in towards the silver reflector part facing the subjects. You scoot that in towards them until you can see the light hitting their face. So there's no set distance because, again, that is going to depend on where you are in, in terms of are you outside, are you inside doing an open booth, is the light bright, is the light dim. So you just scoot that in until you see it and then you're good to go. Now open booth and canopy, if you change the type of lights, is going to require again some more settings changes in the camera, um, all four of them. So if you go from the compact fluorescent lights to say you go to an LED system, uh, LED lights, they're brighter, they don't burn as hot, uh, but they do also have a different color temperature. So the cloudy setting is probably not going to work uh, for the canopy set setup. So you're going to want to know how to change that. And the same thing if you go to a flash bulb, uh, there's a specific white balance setting for flash, and that generally does the trick. So even if you do a flash inside the canopy, you can give that one uh, the starting point and, and as well with an open booth, go ahead and set it white balance to flash and you know see how that looks does white look white do the skin tones look proper the one thing you don't want to do with white balance is set it to auto because what happens is the camera reads the light reflecting off of the people and here's an example so if i have a group of five people and we're all wearing purple suits the light reflecting off of us is going to be very purple the camera is going to read that and make an adjustment an incorrect adjustment because we're not necessarily purple. It's just the light coming off of us. And when the picture prints out, we're going to look really weird. And then the group behind us comes in wearing all white. Their pictures are going to come out looking way different in terms of color and, and tint and tone than the first group's pictures. And that is because the white balance, when it's set to auto, it evaluates every single session individually. So you want a static setting for that no matter what you're doing. Flash, LED, uh, sticking with the fluorescence, um, even if you have a, a LED flash system, again, it's a different type of color temperature. So you're going to want to know how to work that white balance. 
So again, to help you with the exposure portion of working with lighting, uh, go to your app store for your phone and just type in light meter, see what they have available. Uh, grab a free one because it really doesn't matter. They don't need to have uh, any special features. They all do the basic functions exactly the same. Download it, get it on your phone, give it a shot, try it out, see how it works and get used to it. And then you have added a tool again to your, your kit to keep things moving should you lose a bulb or some weird lighting situation comes in and interferes with what you have set up. And that's going to do it for this week's podcast session. I hope this little tidbit of lighting helps equip you with uh, some familiarity on how to deal with things and keep control of your events should these things come up, uh, bulbs breaking, light changes, and so on. And another reminder, go ahead, again, bring this up, podcast at sappb.com. Go ahead and send us an email. Let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions about what you've heard, go ahead and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So that'll do it, and I'm just going to wish everyone uh, great success for the coming week. And until I talk to you again next week, Happy Boothers.